in, in the point, the moral of this story, and I want to, I what I like to do is get into some uh, some takeaway points on how to be a better salesperson mm-hmm. and also how to be a better marketer. I would look at Donnie. I believe you are incredible. So I would say you're. I think you're good at both, but you're better at sales than you are at marketing. Absolutely. I think I'm better at marketing than I am at sales. From what I see from Brian, I think you're a blend of both. I think you. you're re- not nah, really. I think you're really good at both. So I want to like, let's, let's give some takeaways for those that say, yo, I really need to learn how to sell better. What would be some, uh, let's go into maybe five or six points on what they need to do to sell better uh, online and offline. Yeah. I think the one, the number one most important skill set or characteristic that you have to have in order to be dynamic in sales is your ability to listen. Mm. Um, so many people blow the deal by talking too much. They just, they want to talk, 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 talk. You're talking over your prospect. You're not listening for what they're telling you they actually need. And in a successful, in a simple and successful transaction, the idea is to let people talk enough to where they tell you exactly how to close them. Mm. Yeah, I'm really struggling, you know, with my my relationship isn't working out too well. We're on the verge of divorce and blah, blah, blah. They're going to tell you. But if you're like, yeah, so we have um, family counseling where we can really get in there with your children and get the whole family involved. You can bring your in-law. Ma'am, slow down. My issue is just my relationship with my husband, not the family. So now you're taking me in a direction by talking too much that I wasn't even thinking about. And you've introduced a level of confusion for me because should I be thinking about my whole family? Should we have the in-laws come in on this counseling? But if you had listened, you'd know that it was just me and my spouse that I have an issue with. And you could have closed me in five minutes. Now we got to do three follow-up calls. Because you talk too much. Learn how to listen. The second thing that I wanted to say that you made a really good point. What was it real quick? Because I just lost my train of thought. Um, just being who you are. Being who you are. Yep. Lost it. And anyway. So it's, it's okay. I got you. I'm gonna pick it oh, up. Oh, 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 oh. Here it is. Here it is, right here. 99% of our episodes are completely unscripted. 99. David and I don't have a conversation before the podcast other than, hey, sis, what you been up to the last couple of days? We don't talk. We're not in a text group where we're like, today we're teaching about this thing. Now, I say 99% because there is sometimes 1% of the time where I or he will come to set or that morning and I'm like, yo, I had this, I had this thought that's been on my mind. I want to teach about this today. But even in teaching about it, it's never a prepared lesson. It might be something like five steps to making money, right? And then we get in the studio and we're literally giving you our five steps and we're thinking through it in real time. So when we're talking about transparency, I believe that the reason that so many people relate to social proof and have has made us the number one podcast for entrepreneurship clap, in the world. Clap, 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 clap. I believe it has a lot to do with allowing our audience to get an inside view of us thinking through the things and kind of like having flashbacks, like a lot of this conversation and the lessons that we're teaching is literally real time flashbacks of us thinking about our real process. So when we talk about no fluff, like we can't hide from it because we're never like prepared. When you see the iPad come out, though, oh, it's going down. It's going down. It's absolutely going down. David and I, we were backstage 
And we both looked at each other and we said two things. First thing, we have to deliver something in this live audience that everybody can have an actionable step and go home and execute on. But then we looked at each other and said, we're not prepared. We're not prepared. And then David said, but maybe we are prepared. I didn't say maybe. I said, we're always prepared. We're always prepared. And I said, you're right, because the preparation is in us. And that's what we want to talk about today. Absolutely. It's so interesting. Um, as a kid, my whole world, and it's, it's, wow, it's interesting. Like, I made my whole world about the sport. So every day after school, I'm playing basketball. When I'm not playing basketball, I'm like trading basketball cards. And when I'm not trading, that was the fun outside. That was going outside. When my parents said, hey, go outside, I don't think, y'all don't let y'all kids outside no more, right? I don't let mine outside. Mm. But we used to just like, they used to just send us outside, right? Because I don't think there was weirdos back in the day. Maybe they're, why? I wonder. We have better communities, really? Yeah, that white van. There were less, less that white, white van vans back then. <laughs> there were less white vans back then. Oh, but um, so so look, if 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 you would have followed me, you would you would know that everything that I was about was basketball. Like I wanted swingman jerseys. Like I was, you know, wearing hat, basketball hats. I had a life size poster of Allen Iverson on my wall. Um, Mm. My dad would make me like dribble up and down the street with my left hand because I was right-handed. He knows I always go to my right. When we when they was like, "Yo, let's go outside," the objective was to play basketball. It wasn't like just random play. It was like we're gonna play basketball. So my whole world down to trading cards and all that kind of stuff was just basketball, and I got really really good at it. Yeah, got it. Got good at the sport. But then my my uh, my world became about like making money and being cool. So I got into this rap culture, and believe it or not, I was a good rapper. DJ Infamous was actually my DJ. We had like this little crew, my man Ward, DJ Infamous, and myself. I was really good. And I was like winning rap battles on the yard at school. I used to battle for sure. Believe it. I, I have the footage, okay? You'll never see it, but I have the footage. But my whole world was about that, and I became good at it. But because that was my world, all the other stuff that came along with it, like... Um, selling weed because I, I was rapping about it and then i i was talking about like doing a bid and then i went actually went to jail not for long it was a few hours but i was scared straight did you ever i talk, was scared straight did you ever talk about murder absolutely i shot people in the face all the time <laughs> absolutely i'm talking about big guns big one i, I was just <laughs> I sold so much cocaine in my raps, it was crazy. Mm. I was a kingpin. You were Chapo. But my Davo. But it was crazy because that was that was the focus. And as I focused on it, the things grew. But then uh, I just kind of get in, got into this entrepreneurship world. As you focused on it, things grew. Manifestation or I work towards it? Uh, it's both. You are meditating on it so I much. I never meditate. Yes, on listen. Drugs. I just meditating is is guys. One hundred percent of the people that exist that are old enough to think are meditating on an idea. If you sit and you think about look at the definition. Anything is simply sitting in silence and thinking on an idea or ideas. 
You meditated on those ideas. You didn't realize what it was at the time, but it actually was. And that's why what you focused on expanded. You absolutely closed your eyes and said, man, I'm a killer. I want that deal. Put me in front of Diddy, son. You absolutely did close your eyes. And I did rap in front of Jazzy Faye and he liked my bars. We were outside of Applebee's in Huntsville, Alabama. I will call him on the phone right now. He probably doesn't remember. I probably. Okay. But I mean, he remembers going to Huntsville, Alabama and going to Applebee's. <laughs> no, but I did. I did. And he gave me a guy's name. His, his name was Ghost or something like that. Ghost or uh, what's another word for a ghost? No. I think his name might have been Ghost. Or it's, it's an S word. Spook. It was. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. So anyway, Casper. I actually think my man's name was Casper. But he gave me the guy's name. And he gave me his cards, like, yo, hit him up. But I was just, I just, I was, just wasn't good at follow up. But meditation means the action or practice of meditating, a written or spoken discourse expressing considered thoughts on a subject. So I did meditate yeah. when I spoke rap. And you meditate every day. Before you proposed to Dre, you thought about it. You, you're sitting there and you're thinking, like, what are the pros I didn't and cons? Meditate on it, Should I do? What is meditation? You literally just said it. It's, it's what? Consider thoughts on a subject. Yeah. Yeah. Thoughts on a subject. But you said it was like closing your eyes and all that kind of stuff. No, I never, I never said that, David. I did not say that. You can meditate with your eyes opened or closed. Hey, listen, in the comments, just tell her she said that. Just rewind back. She said it. I literally just said, you said, I never closed my eyes. Because. And you said, you did, I did, I said, you did close your eyes. You never, you mean to tell me you never closed your eyes and said, put me in front of Diddy or whoever. Yes, you do. You can meditate with your eyes open or closed, whatever feels great to you. When you're daydreaming, we like to call daydreaming uh, daydreaming, but you're you're meditating on a thought or an idea. And you know that the more you focus on a thing, it expands. The more you focus on that dream car, the more you're going to start seeing your dream car more than you've ever seen that dream car before. It's so important that black voices are represented in black media for so many different reasons. And the next generation of black uh, voices and influencers from black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collections, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. And every episode is a living account about what it means to be black today, told from a unique black perspective. From Bobby Smyrta to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black Stories, Black Truths. I listen and I'm enjoying these conversations that are for us, by us. Black representation, again, it hasn't always been uh, shared from our perspective. And black perspectives haven't been censored in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the black experience. Here are a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center black voices. It's NPR. Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as very nuanced and black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen to the Black Stories, Black Truths on NPR, wherever you get podcasts. 
Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress. Instead of perfection, you don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. The more you focus on your desire to uh, leave your significant other, suddenly now all of the things that's wrong with that person are highlighted at a greater level than the things that you actually like about that person, right? Like, that's meditation. 100% of people do it. So I want you guys in this moment, like, just, just what David just did, thank you. I'm proud of you. Thank you for being mature enough to actually look up the word. I want you right now, if you're still like, oh, here she goes with that again, just stop and Define the word. Just Google it. Meditation. What is the definition of meditation? And it's simply focused thought, whether you're speaking it or writing it or thinking it. The end. Have you been out of the gym? Your tummy is. Go back. Read. First of all. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you go back a few seconds. Uh, anyway, so you, hey, you saw. Look at the little side. The, I've always I'm, had and side I'm, only say, I'm only saying this for motivation because I know you want to be in, you know. He's upset because of last manifest. week's episode. Anyway, <laughs> let, because I want to manifest. Anyway, anyway. Uh, okay, so, okay, yes. So the things that I focused on grew. Yes. The things that I focused on. And it wasn't just me focusing on the thing. There was evidence around the project or around the idea. So if I'm playing basketball, right? But I'm also trading basketball cards. You can clock the hours of me actually playing basketball, watching basketball. Like, I'm the person at school. You bought a sheet of paper, and you throw it in the trash. We're playing these games at school. And I got better at it. So I think that's a lesson for a lot of people. Can you, is there a lot of evidence in your whole world around this idea that you have? We have to decide if we want to lead people or not. And this is not an easy task. It's not an easy decision. Being a leader of people gives, it, it, it's full of responsibility. But you have to decide. It's just interesting that people say, yo, I'm supposed to be doing something great. I know I'm called to be doing something great. I know my voice is supposed to be heard throughout the, the nation. But we just don't do anything. But I think first we just got to decide, are we going to lead people or not? I think one of the reasons that we don't have as many events as you like, whether it's general entrepreneurship, is because you just haven't started it yet. In 2000, probably 11, 2011-ish, while I'm still working at the Cheesecake Factory, I'm building this t-shirt brand called Sleep is for Suckers, and it's geared towards entrepreneurship and people that's losing sleep doing what they love. And my philosophy was, if I can get around enough people that are all going in the same direction, not even people that are super up, I'm talking about just people that are going in the same direction, we could all become successful. So I got these videos from 
like of my house. My coworkers come into my house after work and we're working on t-shirt concepts and t-shirt designs for the brand. Now I did say I'm gonna get a bottle. Okay, we're gonna have some girls there cooking. That was just my way of getting people there. But I knew I had to get people around me. I just, and it's not, it wasn't this. It was like four of us. Some of my homegirls from work, some of my homeboys from work, we get together. I had one design, the logo. And I put the logo on the front and the logo on the back. That was the whole design. But I, I would plug my, my computer up to the TV and I, used to, I was using Photoshop and I changed the shirt color from black to red and make the logo white and say, hey, what y'all think? And they were like, nah, yo, bro, here's what you do. Keep the white logo, but make it a green shirt. So I clicked the little green. Green, what y'all think? they like, nah, take the green, make the logo. Instead of white, make it black. And this was the conversation on how I was building the brand, but I was started building, building a community. When I, when I did my first fashion show, it was a fashion show in the club. Most of the models were guests. Guess who? Strippers. No, man. Follow the story. It was my coworkers. My first models were my coworkers. We would go out. It was a young lady um, named Kayla. She worked at, uh, at DTLR, and she had this camera. She's like, oh, I'm going to be a photographer. Save the money, got a camera. And then I got out, a couple of my coworkers. We did our first photo shoot in this area called Atlantic Station in Atlanta, and we got kicked out. But we got the pictures. I have the videos to prove it. But that was me having an idea saying, look, I need to get some people together. Not a hundred, not a thousand. Who's coming with me? People deserve to pay you for the transformation or the result that you can get them. You deserve to pay. Like, and not only do you deserve to pay, you deserve to pay at a high level. The higher you, the higher level you invest in yourself, the more seriously you take it, the bigger the outcome typically. So you don't really deserve to be sitting around all day and night just like Googling your way to your result. It's an option for you, sure, but you don't deserve for that to be your only option. You deserve an expedited track. You deserve the best information. You deserve access to the best resources. And in order to do that, I have to. It's my responsibility to present you with the transformation that you're looking for. Whether you buy it or not, that's on you. But I have an obligation to provide you with the transformation because if I'm really about serving people at a high level, I have to let you know that I have the solution. You deserve to be sold to and you deserve to buy. See, I know I have a really, let's say I have a really, really good product and I know that the product is extremely discounted. Like for instance, we were just having a conversation, right? Where um, she was like, yo, do you do coaching? And I said, eh, kind of, <laughs> you know what I mean? I'll do one-on-one coaching, but only for podcasting. I'm not, not general entrepreneurship, not marketing, branding. If you need help with your podcast, I'll do that. Right. But um, even the amount that I'm charging is going to save you a year of trying to figure it out. You know what I mean? In 60 to 90 minutes that we're going to be together, it's going to save you a year. So mm -hmm. the money that I'm charging, okay, it's, I, I, I understand, mm -hmm. but it's still the feeling of what that dollar amount is being perceived by the person. Right. So I could be offering something that's $20,000 on sale for 5,000. Yeah. I don't know why I should like feel that, um, that 
I don't know why I feel the way I feel, but it should be, yo, you're getting this for only $5,000. I know that. Yeah. But I don't, for some reason, want to be looked at as a salesperson. I think maybe you're not communicating the value of that offer the way that you just did it. You just said that in order to, uh, you believe that it was 60% off or something like that. Like you're charging 60% off of what it actually costs to do well, this. Yeah, well, it's not a percentage, it's just... Uh, I know I'll save at least a year of trying to figure out. A year. Out. That's what it was. So <laughs> painting the picture of the value in that, like you is their perception is based on how valuable a thing is to them. So if you do a better job at communicating the value, like, listen, this was my journey. It took X amount of years for me to figure this out. I want to save you two of those years, right? This is how much your time is worth. This is what you could be doing in six months. This is what you could be doing in 12 months. It's completely up to you what path you believe is the best for you. But here's the value that I offer here. And here is what that costs. Now, if I'm being totally transparent with you, the average podcaster that I help get started, they go on and they generate six and seven figure podcast. So a $5,000 investment is a fraction of the result that you're going to get. And you paint that picture, either you see and you can't care about the outcome, which is what you do a lot of. You care too much about the outcome. I will sell all of you guys David's $5,000 podcast course. I will present that offer. I could care less if you buy it or not. I'm only looking for the people who see the value. And what I haven't quite honestly, I only want to work with the people who see the value. I don't want to have to convince you. I don't want the people who are on the fence like that's way too much money. If you think it's too much money. There is a $300 course somewhere. Go get that. A little and, bit. Yeah, for sure. And I think somebody is thinking, oh, wow, I'm going to be more transparent with my audience. How many people was thinking that? But I think the first thing you have to do is be comfortable in your own skin. You have to look at yourself and be transparent to yourself. There are many, many faults that I see when I look in the mirror. And every day I get more and more comfortable with them. Every day I get more and more comfortable. I, there are some, I have, I have a real challenge retaining information. So I was just talking to Marlon earlier today and he was like, yo, I'm thinking about getting in trading. And I'm like, yo, you got the brain to do that. Like trading, like trading stocks and options or crypto, whatever, right? I said, I don't have that. He was like, well, you don't have it or you don't want to do it. I'm like, bro, I ain't got it. Mm -mm. Everything I've, learned is through practical application. I can't just like read it or like watch it and learn it and then apply it. I can't, right? So someone, I remember somebody, somebody, yo, stop saying you can't. I'm like, yo, I am comfortable in the stuff that I can't do. I'm really comfortable in the stuff that I can do. Not nervous coming out here to talk to y'all about entrepreneurship. This is me. I know, and I can trust Donnie. No matter what I say, she's going to piggyback. She knows she can start a conversation, and I can piggyback, but it's going to be from real-life experience. But I am comfortable being me. That's why I roast me so much. I, you know one of my biggest anxieties is, um, one, I always had, like, head issues. Because you don't grow hair anymore? or Well, it started when I was a child. So, look at this. I got, like, a little peanut head. It's like a little dip right here. Oh. And there's a dip. It's two of them. It's like a, it's a here and then. It's not just it's two one. though. If you look at it all from right, this. All okay. right, bro. All right, chill. So for a long time, I don't, I don't need you to piggyback on that. For a long time, 
that was an insecurity. And then my hairline starts to recede. And I'm like, wow, I'm really never going to get married at this rate. <laughs> but I just wore a hat on all the dates and I had my wife fall in love with me first. And then one day I'm like, <laughs> do you still love me? What I think is so crazy though, we were literally just in the all dressing room. All right, all right, all right. We were, we're <laughs> That's enough. We were literally just in the dressing room and Dave goes in the mirror. He gets in the mirror and he's no, like. No, 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 I'm not ready to share that just yet. He's like, look at my ears. And I'm like, okay. And he's like, do you notice anything about my ears? I'm like, well, they're really big and they stick out. And he's like, no, it's not that. I'm like, oh. Do you then she notice? started pointing out other stuff. Like she's like, oh, what about the back looks real funny? I'm like, no, that's not. I'm it like, either. the back is really closely connected to your neck. And he's like, no, that's not it. I'm like, you don't have earring holes? He's like, no, that's not it. You really don't see it? I'm like, no, I don't see it. He's like, I've got hair growing out of my ears. It, see? It's my first time seeing it today, though. Like, well, it's, it's, it's not my like, first it's time like, seeing it. But as you're talking about your hair... Are you going somewhere with this? I just find that it's so interesting. Listen, God will. you probably been praying for hair. <laughs> <laughs> gotta be specific with the prayers. <laughs> you gotta be specific with the prayers, baby. <laughs> Transparency. Transparency. Reese, if you can, zoom in on that left ear. That's the heaviest growth Oh, my gosh. Side. Back to the lesson, okay? The lesson is... The lesson is be completely comfortable in your skin, yes. even if hair is growing on it out of order. Are you done? I'm done. Okay. Think about this in all seriousness. Um, and I know this for a fact because I teach a lot of people like in podcasting. What do you think one of the one of the uh, first reservations people have in podcasting is? Well, their own voice. Mm. People hate hearing their own voice, and the fact that you don't like hearing yourself on a playback is one. You'll never get an opportunity to continue to, like to practice being able to deliver a message. But two, there's so many people that will be that will uh, uh, not get the information that you have because you don't like your own voice. And you haven't embraced your own voice. The same voice that you hear all day, every day, since you've been alive, that same voice. And most people don't realize is like, everybody has their own tribe. Everybody has sheep that will only listen to their voice. You are a shepherd over some people, but they'll only listen to your voice. There are some people like, okay, we have a great podcast, right? But if you start a podcast, there's some people to say, yo, nope, I don't resonate with them. However, you, Marlon, you're just like me. Your sheep will listen to your voice. But the reason that most people will not succeed is because they don't like, they can't put the content out because they don't like hearing themselves. They're uncomfortable with their own voice. And how many other areas are you, are, are, are you holding back in because of something about you that you're not comfortable with? Think about it. And I've seen people that uh, it's so hard to follow. And if you scroll down on Kiana's page, like just scroll as far as you can, it's real estate. 
for a long period of time. Mm -hmm. So we're going to see a lot of people where, okay, the first nine mm -hmm. is about the thing. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Let's say uh, they're in the Airbnb space or they're in the, I don't know, trucking space. But if you scroll down long enough, it changes. Mm. Scroll down long enough, it changes. And you can, like, I, I think, like, really, people should take a trip down memory lane to outside of yourself to see your habits, see who you have become. Yeah. How many times did you change? Or did you do the same thing? Or are there periods of time where you're not promoting the thing that you say you're going to promote, and it's just silly stuff, stuff that's making you laugh and your friends and all kind of weird stuff like that. Like we really got to take a step outside of us mm. and just have an idea of like, what has our activity been for the last year or so? I love that. I love what you said so much because people struggle to build their businesses. And we, the first thing that we like to do is go look at your social media. Mm -hmm. And we like to tell you just that, Oh, you're busy. You, you want to build a business where you have to present as an authority. I don't care if you're in the fashion industry, if you're building an Amazon store and you're teaching that, you have to present yourself as an authority in that space. You want to be influential. You want people to think of you as the go-to in your space, but the only people that you have authority over are your friends. <laughs> <laughs> you have authority over your friends by, by sharing the, 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 the uh, dopest memes from... Uh, what is it? Justin L.A. Boy, mm -hmm. Justin LaBoy. I, I don't know what it is, but just, who has a tremendous amount of authority and influence. Oh, for sure. A tremendous amount of authority and influence. We're resharing things like that from pages that have established their own authority of inf and influence. And now you've just become the go to for the meme uh, group on social media. Like really go and look at your page right now. Let's 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 you. Ha did you have another person? I mean, we can really just go to who you just said, Justin LeBoy, mm -hmm. and just keep scrolling and see when things change. Yeah. It doesn't. It just doesn't. It's the same post where I'm at right now. I'm here in, uh, golly, July 12th. I've been, this is like last <laughs> two weeks. And it just keeps going. And he's so consistent. No wonder. No wonder. No wonder. I'm I'm just like doing my I'm just keep scrolling, just keep on scrolling. No wonder people are waiting for him to drop a new meme every five minutes. No wonder people are waiting Activity's crazy. for his next feature on a podcast and they can't wait for him to update his bio with a new YouTube link because who doesn't know who this person is? Who hasn't seen a meme shared by shared from a Justin LeBoy post? Here's what's crazy too. The format that he's posting, anyone can post. Anyone can post. I post the same thing. We Twitter screenshot. We were posting this years ago. Literally, David, you taught me how to do this. You guys know how simple this is? You could do the same thing on a white background. I remember being at the other studio and I would be like, David, how do you do those so consistently? And he's like, yo, just take your phone, go to your story, turn on the camera, put the phone on your lap. Mm -hmm. It's going to turn black. Take a picture of that and write over it. Yep. And this person. Yeah, she was so impressed. I'm like. I was so impressed. <laughs> I was so impressed with that. This person likely went to Canva or he likely went to Google and Googled 
picture of a white square. He saved it to his phone. And now that's the template for every single post. But you're so worried about being different and unique and having an aesthetic that looks great. And it matches your brand colors and all. white background. Yo, White background. Donnie, I've been scrolling for mad long on Justin's page and I'm only in April. Only in April. I'm only a few months ago. Like I've been like I've been doing it since we started talking, just like scrolling. Let me see. This man Justin I have, posted, a, di I have a different respect for him. Because I didn't know today, it was like this. He posted one hour ago and then two hours ago and then 12 hours ago and another 12 hours ago and 13 hours ago and 17 hours ago and 19 hours ago, 20 hours ago, 21, 22. I, I just want to see 23, oh 23, 23. Okay. So in one 24 hour period, there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. What's up podcaster or soon to be podcaster, get ready to level up your podcast game because the number one podcast education summit of the year is back and it's bigger and better than ever. I'm talking about the second annual podcast summit happening on July 4th and 5th in the content creation capital of the world. You already know ATL baby, Atlanta, Georgia going down July 4th and 5th, two full days. Imagine this. Imagine you getting all the game you need to take your voice, your brand, your your business to the next level. Imagine getting all the insider tips. Imagine getting all the know-how that you've been craving for the last two, three, four years where you're talking about you're going to start a podcast, but you haven't yet because you don't have the tools. You don't have the tips. You don't have the tricks. I don't care if you're just starting or you're a seasoned pro. This summit has something for everyone. Picture you mastering the basics of setting up your podcast or unlocking the secrets to grow your brand on social media. We're not just talking about podcasting here. I'm talking about you want to build a long form catalog, whether it's skits, movies. We got people talking about script writing. This is an incredible experience. Imagine, imagine discovering the art of securing these lucrative sponsorship deals. And that's not all. Learn the ropes of creating a pitch deck that has sponsors knocking down your door. Oh, wait, 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 wait. There's more. This isn't just a summit. This is an experience. I'm telling you. Rub shoulders with industry leaders. And you got to network with the other people that are doing what you're doing. All the guests that have ever been on Social Proof Podcast, I'm giving them a free ticket. And in exchange, they promise me that they're going to sit down and do short interviews with you. We got podcast booths for our VIP members where you can sit down, pull somebody to a side, and you're going to create content in real time. I know what you're thinking. How do I get a part of this podcasting paradise? Well, it's simple. All you have to do is head over to podcastsummit.com, grab your tickets now, but hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, because I have something really, really special for you. I got a little treat for my early birds, people who take action. The next 20 listeners and only 20 listeners who get your tickets right now, okay? I'm not only going to give you 20% off of whatever ticket level you get, you get 20% off, but if you use the promo code Big Deal. It'll take 20% off immediately, but I'm also going to allow the first 20 people listening to this right now to be able to bring a friend, bring a teammate, bring a partner for absolutely free. You get general admission, they get general admission. You get VIP, they get VIP. Whatever ticket level you purchase, you get to bring a friend, partner, colleague, boo thing for absolutely free. Nothing extra required. My team's going to reach out to you, get your partner's name, or if you don't have the person you... No, right now yet you got time no pressure you get us back but use that code big deal that triggers to let us know you get to bring someone for free so don't wait so you secure your spot at the number one podcast education summit in the country join us july 4th and 5th 
in Atlanta. Let's turn your podcast dreams into a reality, y'all. Head over to podcastsummit.com. Use promo code BIGDEAL at checkout and get your tickets now. Don't miss out on the opportunity to take your podcast to new heights, take your brand to new heights, take your business to new heights with this unprecedented offer, okay? I'll see you at the summit. And don't forget to use promo code BIGDEAL. Eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 14 posts with more than 100,000 likes, Bruh. which means that he probably got over a million impressions on the post. But we too worried about wearing our audience out if we talk about things that this interest us crazy. twice a day. I'm not even in last year yet. And I've been scr- I have a whole nother respect for this man. He figure out something that he can do simplistically. Now I think Simple. his head in his head, he he sees it like he just has one of those personalities where he just you know shows what he or types what he thinks. Yeah. Now I think you have to be a special type of person to see things in a unique perspective, but he's putting out such volume that I had like I just have a whole nother respect for him. Mm-hmm. And we're trying to do all this fancy creative. You try to do your dances and all that kind of stuff. When he's like, "Yo, I'm gonna type this screenshot post. Once I see it, type it, screenshot post. Type mm-hmm. it, screenshot post." And he's so can I got a whole nother respect for him. He's so consistent, and that's why like it's a mix between motivation and foolishness. But he's so consistent, and he's such an influence. And you don't want to not follow him. You kind of want to see the Justin LeBoy post first, or Justin LA boy. LA boy, I don't mm-hmm. know. You want to see his post first, and you want to be the first one to drop the funny the funny meme in the group chat, like. He has a, if you want to go somewhere, like seriously, the girls are talking. If you want to find a dope caption for your picture, go to Justin's page, go to Justin's page. He got all the dope captions on his page. Let's look at one more person. We're talking about side note. Mm -hmm. He do be stealing though. Yeah. These are not not original ideas. I posted something one time and he took that joint and made it. (laughs) Typed it on Twitter, took a screenshot. So, and I know a couple of people you just stole from, but I have a nut. I, it's not like when you put something on social media, it's yours anyway. Yeah. So the fact that he doesn't care about what you're talking about, I'm going to feed my audience. And it's not like we haven't taken something and posted it on our page, right? So we can't be too mad at him. But nah, yo, shout out to And he's not Justin, claiming man. to be the originator of these thoughts. 100%. He's finding interesting topics that appeal to him that he knows will work for his audience. And he's repurposing that interesting topic on his own page and serving his audience because he's got 8.6 million followers. There's that means that there's a million, I'm sorry, 7 million at least followers that are not connected to you that wanted to see or needed to see this message. Right. But we're so focused about presentation. We're so focused about uh, he's got a white square. And we're so focused about getting the graphic designer to design our background aesthetic. We are so focused about getting the Sony cameras instead of using that iPhone that's in our hand right now because we want such a perfect presentation. Kiva, I'm not going to shout you out, but uh, somebody in the room can feel me on this. We're so focused on it. Let's also look at another good, a good example of just some cell phone stuff. When we think about stocks, we think about somebody who is empowering us in the stock market, teaching us how to get in that. Who do you think of first? Unanimously. Unanimously. Let's go to Wall Street Trapper's page. Wall underscore street underscore trapper. You know what's interesting about that too? Um, uh, um, 
Trap went through a slump where his content wasn't contenting either. It mm-hmm. just wasn't engaging. Mm-hmm. Or not it wasn't engaging, but he wasn't getting a lot of likes and you know comments and stuff like that. I remember we were talking about it. And I'm thinking, dang, something's wrong with Instagram because yeah. Trap's posts are always lit. Mm-hmm. Um, but he went through it too. But guess what he didn't stop doing? He did Post not stop posting. So Instagram might say, all right, well, we're not giving this person reach right now for whatever reason. But his mindset isn't, let me stop. Our mindset is, let's stop. Yeah. Right? I love him as an example because we looked at Kiana, who has a very well-produced page, right? Yeah. She's got some professional camera work back there. Her images are super high-quality, high-resolution. But then we go over here to a Wall Street trapper who, when you're looking at his page, much of this, outside of his podcast, are cell phone snaps. Mm-hmm. Cell phone Images. We'll look and see in the last 24 hours, he has three posts on his page. Three posts on his page. And he is, uh, the fir- the most recent post from the last 24 hours, he is talking about promoting his business. Now, this person has over a million followers. He's promoting one of his businesses, which is his Trapping Tuesday webinar. Notice that post only got 188 likes, mm-hmm. right? But if you look right at the post before that, He's literally also talking about education. That post was liked by 700 people. The post before that, the post is liked by 322 people. This is a period of which we can see that he's experiencing low engagement right now. He's experiencing low engagement. He's got 21,000 views, 95,000 views. What does he not stop doing? Posting. One, we cannot drag everybody along with us. Say this out loud. I cannot drag everybody with me. When you are an eagerly ambitious person, you want everybody around you to be equally ambitious. You want everybody, you see the potential in people and you're like, but if you just do it, I know that you could be something. I know that you could fix your situation. I know what you're capable of. And that might be true for that person, just not on your timeline, right? Not on your timeline. So the first thing that you have to understand is you simply can't drag everybody along with you. But if you really want to move a group of people or an individual, you become first. And I know that was first on your list, but it fit here. You become something first. It's really, really difficult to convince people to do something that you see in them unless you've done something at a very high level. So... As I'm moving throughout my own entrepreneurship journey, I'm, I'm trying to tell people that are close to me like, hey, you really should start this business. You should really do this thing. And, and it even caused some riff in some of my friendships because I am friends with amazingly smart, qualified, capable people. And I'm moving, I'm moving, I'm progressing, I'm moving up. And now I'm getting further and further and further and further away from these day one connections because it's not that I feel like I'm better than them, but I've developed this frustration, this resentment. Like if I'm doing it, why aren't you doing it? If I'm doing it, why can't you do it? I had to understand, number one, I hadn't done enough. And with those particular friends, we always have these ideas. You ever talk to somebody all the time and every time you run into them it's like girl we need to do this guy we need to partner in this we're gonna part let's do something no for real for real for real this time when we get to this time we're gonna do it well the people who are closest to you 
have been so closely connected to your journey, they know how you stop and start. They know some of your guilty pleasures. They know you're up and down on the journey. So they feel justified. They feel validated, right? So you have to move and elevate at such a far enough pace and put enough distance as to where now they're admiring you and every time they're in your energy, in your circle, they're uncomfortable. They're uncomfortable because it forces them to look at themselves like, oh man, if Donnie comes around, she's going to be wanting to talk about what I've accomplished. If Donnie comes around, she's going to be updating us with a new idea or a new goal. If Donnie comes around, well, you become that friend that when you come around, it makes people want to be better. We can't always just tell people, this is what you should be doing. People don't listen. You don't listen. There's somebody you're not listening to, right? People don't listen. You be better, and by your actions, you help people to become what they want to become. And you just remain available as a resource. But you will lose friendships trying to force somebody. We've both got really close friends that we've tried to nudge. And it really does create this resentment. And we end up spending time like this in spaces trying to figure out, why can't I get my friend? And that's not even really what you want to be learning here, right? And let's just... Stop partnering with the wrong people. Sometimes you become so desperate to move an idea along that you'll partner with whoever is available to discuss it with you. And that person had all kinds of red flags out of the gate. They had all kinds of red flags from day one. They showed up to the meetings late. They never had any ideas to contribute. They want you to do all this work, but they don't want to do anything. And you want to do something that, caught, that, that requires an investment with this person? You want them to market? You want them... To, and in your case, in so many other cases, you have to partner with people based on what they bring to the table, okay? So I can't partner with certain people if I need marketing. If I need someone to partner with and I want them to be responsible for promoting this event, well, that might, be, that might not be their lane. They're not showing up on, so when have I ever seen them show up on social media marketing an event, promoting a flyer? My expectations are out of alignment. So maybe that person is the talent. Maybe that person is the person who just comes and performs the day of. They're not going to be the person to do the marketing. They're not going to be the person to negotiate the business behind the scenes. You have to also identify the skill set or the gift that those people bring to the table. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply and then you can help people move them along because people want to move along in what they're great at not what you have assigned them you got to do the work you just have to do the work the girl that, that took the picture you're like oh well she was ambitious no she wasn't I said I'm about to go find a photographer and she said oh I'll do it I said alright come on she knew that I was going to get one anyway so I met Reese where you at Reese where Reese at in the back so how long have we been working together? About two years. I met Reese. He came just to hang out. Uh, he started recording with another person that was on my team. And he was like, yo, I just shoot videos. I don't edit them. Right? That was the first thing he told me. He was like, I don't edit them. I just, I just shoot. That's what I do. 
And uh, he just he, he, he came along more and more. And I wasn't expecting Reese to shoot and edit my content. But because we're going to get this content shot and edited regardless, eventually he takes some of the footage that he shoots and starts editing. He's like, yo, what about this? I'm like, yo, that's dope. Now he does mad stuff. Wait, I mean, it's, his growth has been incredible in the last two years. Obviously, we all still have some things we need to work on. I'm growing. He's growing. But he understands that we are going to get this thing done regardless. And I think if I'm moving in a direction, you just, the whole team just got to keep up. Y'all just, if you don't keep up, you've got to go. If you do keep up, you'll continue to grow and we'll continue to grow together. But I'm not under the mindset of that I need a team. I've never needed a team. Some of us are thinking we need to have a team. We got to find our team. I've never needed a team. I needed somebody that's going to do something for me. I need a person that's going to hit record. I'll just pay that person. It's not on my, you're not on my team. I'll just pay you. How much is it going to cost for you to make this flyer? You don't got to be on my team. I just need to make a flyer. If you don't make it, I'm making it. I used to set up the cameras, shoot the cameras, edit the footage, upload to YouTube, upload to the audio, promote it, pull my own clips. I did all of it. So nobody can tell me. Like I, I was, I, it was a guy that I was working with. He said, man, it's taking me three hours to edit this, uh, this, this episode. I said, well, something's wrong with you then. That's so what I told him. It don't take three hours. He said, no, you don't understand. No, you don't understand. I did it all myself, and I'll do it all myself right now. I don't, I'm, I, we need people. We need people. But there's not one person that you need. We all need people. Listen, if I said, yo, Donnie, I ain't feeling you no more. I'm going to move to Australia. She's going to continue to grow. She doesn't need me. We work well together. But it's not like there's a reliance here, which is why we keep growing. So some of y'all are looking for your team. You're looking for somebody to do the stuff that you ain't willing to do. We work. So you're not going to be able to lead a group of people if you're not willing to do the work without them. You need to have two, three people that's coming together. Yo, I'm about to do this event. I'm about to get together. We're going to work on whatever we're working on. It might be two or three of y'all. And you watch it grow to four, five, six. But here's the key. There's got to be some sort of noticeable growth out of this little gathering that you guys have. Because if you start building something, people are like, yo, I see what you're doing. I, oh, you, you are, oh, yeah, man, we get together every Wednesday. Oh, we work on it. We, we take this little time and we work. Oh, I want to come. That's how we started. Am I right? Let me share something with you. We have our list of things we're afraid of, right? Look at the list. That list is comprised of things that hasn't even happened yet. It's not like we had a bully, right? I remember being afraid of a bully that, yo, if the bully beat me up, I'm afraid of that person, right? But for the most part, as we get older, we don't really face bullies like that. We face a bunch of stuff that hasn't even happened yet. Look at it. Okay, I'm afraid of saying no. What's the word? What, what will happen if you say no? I mean, nothing. I'm afraid of failure. Well, what will happen if you fail? Let me show, let me tell you how I got over that. And it was like a, it was a realization that I had like, dang, everything I'm afraid of hasn't even happened yet. I, there's no reason for me to be afraid of it. It hasn't even happened yet. So I'm thinking, man, I'm making good money on my job 
and I started this t-shirt business and I'm making money on the t-shirt business. And I'm like, man, I need to quit my job. But I was a what? I was afraid. I was afraid. And I really had to sit down and think. And I was like, okay, what am I really afraid of? What am I really afraid of? And I write down, quitting my job, going broke. It doesn't work. And I said to myself, if I quit the Cheesecake Factory and I go full time with my business, if that business doesn't work, I'll have to go back and work at the Cheesecake Factory. That's something to be afraid of, right? But think about it. In the moment I'm saying it, I'm currently working at the Cheesecake Factory. <laughs> my biggest fear was to quit and have to come back to where I am today. Isn't that crazy? My biggest fear is like what I'm doing right now and I'm already doing it. <laughs> That's what pushed me over the edge. And I said, oh, well, worst thing that could happen is I'll be doing exactly what I'm doing right now. What is there to fear? So think about it. You guys are afraid of failure, but you probably wouldn't call yourself a success now, right? In terms of business, because if you were, you wouldn't be going after the business. Does that make sense? So like, not making money in the business is your fear, but you're not making money in the business now. So at least let's go through learned experience. Let's like, maybe we can make a couple of dollars. We can learn something. We can at least go after something so that our grandkids, we can sit around. And one of my biggest fears was like having my, my kids and my grandkids sit around and I have no stories to tell. Or they can point at me and say, he didn't try. Mm. Nobody will ever say he didn't go for it. Give me a round of applause. That was good. Yeah, I'm gonna send. I'm gonna send you something. I want you to. I want you to read it. It's a screenshot from a text message that I received uh, on July seventh uh, from my man Words, and I just want you to look at it. Right, and it, it it really it really shook my world. Right, so we got this podcast summit coming up, and oh, we've been promoting. We've been promoting, right? But uh, read. What do you What do you say? He sent Dave a screenshot of his own page, the first 12, uh, 15 posts, and his message was, what says I'm having a summit in less than 30 days? David said, nothing about to post. Meaning, yo, you're putting on a whole large production in 30 days, and not one of these posts that I see have anything to do with that podcast summit. What's up? What's good? Let me tell you, let me tell you why this really shook me, because... I want engagement on my page and I want people to come to the page and say, yo, I want to follow this person. But once you start promoting something, you, you're looked at as somebody that's always promoting something or you're looked at as somebody that's always selling something, which means I care more about the aesthetics than the money. So we don't want to, we don't want to promote the thing because it just looks too promotional and we too cool and we want our page to look pretty. I want people to go through and get value, 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 value. But I, less than 30 days and I'm not really pushing. I'm, I'm trying to rely on ads, we're running ads, I'm doing a webinar, we're trying to rely on that. But when people need to know, the thing that I want them to focus on when they think about me is this summit coming up and I'm not doing that. So I said, oh, I'm willing to trade the money for likes. Mm. And then I'm realizing now that uh, if you're running ads, they don't give you as much organic reach. 
So that's probably why trap stuff is down right now because you're running ads. And they're like, oh, this person's paying for reach. Why don't we give them some? Let me just have them keep paying, right? So this is just what I'm noticing. When we stop running ads, we'll pro- the engagement will probably go way up. I know traps run a lot of ads right now. Yeah. So obviously the engagement is going down. But the question is, what do we want to trade? Do you want to trade the sales of your business? Because I, I would rather, I would rather two people buy from me out of the 30 likes than I got 30,000 likes, 30,000 views, and nobody buys a thing. They just think I'm cool. So that joint really shook me. He said, what about you on your page says you got an event coming up? Mm. The answer was nothing. But we can go to my page now. Don't go to my page. Let's go to my page. Go to Sleep is for Suckers. It's I got... The, the the flyer posted. Um, obviously, I just dropped an uh, interview today. The third one in black and white is Ryan editing a intro talking about what is an intro for the summit. And we collaborate on that. Right at, right before that is uh, Earn Your Leisure talking about the coming to the summit. Um, I did an interview with Kevin... Um, I forgot how to say his name, but he's a really, really cool podcaster. He has the Grow to Show podcast. Right after, right before that, another promotion, ranking on podcasts, top podcasts. Somebody else talking about podcasts. We got uh, uh, Tori Gordon, who's coming to the podcast summit. You're not going to screenshot me and tell me that I ain't got. I'm not promoting. Not another time. Not a, not another again. Not only not not nay another time. <laughs> not only can I see that you um, that you are putting on a podcast summit, but I can actually tell that you are really serious about podcasting. Mm-hmm. I can actually tell that you're a podcaster. I'm landing on this page and I'm looking and I'm, I'm seeing the visuals and I immediately just want to click around and see what this is about immediately. Okay. What about you go to your own social media right now? Everybody who's watching or listening to this, go to your social media right now. And here's, here's the crazy thing. I got 305,000 followers and these posts are getting 77 likes, 64 likes, 88 likes. If I'm looking at the likes stuff, if I'm not looking at it from the perspective that Donnie just talked about, mm-hmm. and I'm saying, oh, somebody will come on and say, I'm serious about this thing. If I'm only looking at it from, oh, well, people don't feel that anymore, mm-hmm. then I would probably stop posting altogether until the algorithm fixes itself. Yeah. Or I'm going to start just going into value content that mm-hmm. doesn't lead people to the destination that I want to take them. Well, and not only would you have a shift in your content, that would ultimately result in you not having another summit. Mm. It would shake you to your core because Come maybe on. I don't have the authority that I thought I had. Maybe I don't have the influence that that I thought I have. People are not resonating with the post. They don't like it. But how many people are going to be at the summit? Come on. Oh, it's always oh, lit. <laughs> how many people are going to be oh, at the summit? <laughs> right? That's only about to be right? It, are people, are anybody in here going to the summit? Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, okay. Yes. I like yes. You will talk yourself out of your dream because you don't post or you aren't prepared or it's not pretty enough or it's not clear enough or the aesthetic isn't giving enough. You will literally talk yourself out of the dream that could change your life today by continuing to wait on this thing, continuing to wait on somebody else. Most of the time, the things that you're aspiring to be 
are created by evidence of something that you saw somebody else doing. You come into rooms like this and you see people up here. You saw uh, TJ on stage talking about real estate and how to acquire real estate. And now, anybody in here inspired to another level to go out there and, and make money in real estate? Raise your hand. Your bar in that area, your goal, your desire is set based on information that he gave you. You need more TJs, more Georges, more Carters, more Davids, more Donnies. Your bar right now is set based on those people who are judging you. Or I think uh, maybe uh, it's based on what we feel we can accomplish, mm. not what's possible. Yeah. So, man, if I, I really wish that you all just knew how powerful you really are. And you just knew what was possible. If you knew what was inside of you, like everybody claims, yo, I am God's child. And you don't act like it. Ooh, you don't act I like just, it. I just remember being, I just remember being that, yo, I know, like my bar was set. There was a server, his name is Mac. Shout out to Mac Jones, the best server in the world. He always consistently made more money than me. It was a real moment for me. I was like, I couldn't figure out why. I'm like, I thought it was pretty good. But I would ask him, how much you make tonight? I'm talking about on a good night where I make 200. He's like, oh, just 325. That's how he talked. 325. I'm like, dang, every, every time, every time. So I, I remember just, just chalking, up, chalking it up to the fact that He's just better. My, my evidence of me was, this is what I do, and I'm just going to try to beat myself. I got I, I to gotta stop even shooting for that because I'm like, oh, wait, how long you been serving? Oh, I've been to serve for 10 years. Oh, that's it. I only been a server for four. That's why. So in my own mind, I'm saying this is what I can accomplish and I'm setting my bar slightly above what I've been doing, which was nothing. So somebody came across and then I, and this was the exit of my, this is like the beginning of the end of my job. When I started meeting people who were making six and seven figures and the conversations I had, and I, I wrote it in my book. This, I think I was like the creator of Take People to Lunch because I wrote about it in, in my book in 2015, 14. And I started taking this guy to lunch and he would just challenge the way I'm thinking. I say, I want to have a, a t-shirt store, and a one, one store in every city in America when I'm building my t-shirt brand. He said, that's it? <laughs> but when he said it, I got angry. So like, you trying to belittle my dream? But further time, I realized, no, he just, his bar is just higher. He's looking at me like, that's the goal. There are people in prison right now that their goal is to run the jail. To be the top dog in prison. My man Andre Norman talked about it. He said, yo, I was the king. I was the king of nowhere. <laughs> Think about somebody calling you home from jail. Nah, I'm the man around here. Or, yo, I'm just trying to get to the next level. It's like two other people. If I, if I take them off, I'm good. You're like, why don't you focus on going, getting home? Let's just get home. And, 
But in our mind, we're in prison and the highest we can go is being the best of what we've created in our head. So the hack, this is the hack. You got to get around people who see it bigger. I think our own scale is going to be subjective, right? So if I had to give myself a number, I'd probably give myself like a three. Even though like I really go hard, there's a lot of time that I take off. You know what I mean? Because I just love being with my babies. Like they went to Six Flags a day and I'm sick. I really, I really want to go. And if I, if we had, didn't have the summit coming up, I would go, right? But I think we all know our, our, our own capabilities and I know I'm capable of accomplishing so much more. Mm -hmm. So my three is someone else's eight. Yeah. But we've been in the we've been in the grind so long. We got systems and process. I wake up same time every single morning. Uh, wake up at six thirty. Hit my snooze button. Get up at six thirty nine. I read my book. Decide what we're gonna prepare for the uh, for the morning meetup. Then I jump on the call. Then I head to the studio. People are like yo, you gonna call every day? Well, I mean, it's not that hard. You might look at it as difficult, but it's not that. I mean, I could be doing more. I could wake up a little earlier, go to the gym then come back and then read. I could stay here a little longer. Like even the time frame that I'm here, like we can really be more productive. Like there's so many different things that we could do. So I'm, I feel like I'm almost coasting, but we're all, our, some people are gonna say, yo, I'm giving it everything I got and it's a five. And I look at those people like, that is interesting. You're doing all that you can, impossible. Maybe you're doing all that you can based on what your mind will allow you to do yeah. because you're rewarding yourself for having a checklist of three things that are easy to do. You say, yo, I took it to the max today. Yeah. And a few of those things are things that you had to do anyway, that you already had scheduled, knocked it out. Oh, I went hard. Interesting. Yeah. I've, I've had seasons where I literally and honestly can say I've given it everything that I had seasons, yeah. but that is not the behavior seven days a week, for sure. 24 hours a day. Um, I too would give a three. Yeah. I too would give a three because so much harder, bro. I could go so much harder. We could be going so much harder together. Yeah. We could be going, we could be doing, you know, so much more individually, but you know, and, and we have so many ideas, although so much harder ideas are written down. Yeah. Um, we have it. I was one of those people who used to say to you, I hadn't in the last two-ish years like why are you getting on this call every single day and it's not even a matter of why you're getting on the call every single day I just I felt like uh, why are you getting on this call every single day at that price right and because the first price was just it, <laughs> obscene um but over time like it what someone said to me recently when I launched my community like um you don't really want to do that. You don't you don't want to be the mentor in your community because you don't want to have to be confined to fulfillment to people, right? And I said, well, if I didn't do it in my community, I'd be on Instagram going live for free. For sure. If you weren't on these morning meetup calls because this is in you, not on you, you'd be literally on social media every single day for free. And I know it's a fact because you still be on social media every single day for free. Yeah. Like we literally be doing this for free. So when people say things like, oh, I don't want to back myself into having to be somewhere every single day. Well, 
you don't you be somewhere every single day anyway? Let like that job offer you a little more money. You'll be there every day. If the job offered you a little bit more money, you'd be every you'd be there every single day. We're willing to be there every single day when it conveniences us, but going hard is too inconvenient. So we back off a little bit and then we try to convince ourselves through to-do list and things like that, that we are actually at a 4.5 when you really at a 1.5 because <laughs> the quality of those things on that to-do list are, are, aren't even measurable. Like go check the mail, <laughs> go open the bank account. Like <laughs> another Register one, for what? LLC. right? Like go get the LLC. Like, yes. Is that a step for sure? Is that going hard? No. Clean my office. Clean the office. I'm exhausted. I got it. We're ready now. Organize the files on my desktop. <laughs> it's not going hard. Like when we're thinking about what going hard really means, going hard is like the extra hours you spend strategizing your funnel and actually doing it, not writing it down, but figuring it out. Going hard is when you can't figure out a tech issue and you don't have the money to pay somebody to figure out a tech issue. And you're up at three o'clock in the morning chatting with that with that system's uh, chat line. You can't talk to them. You're frustrated. You're chatting until you figure it out. That's going hard. If you like the video that you just watched, click this one. You're going to like this one, maybe even more. Click it right now. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.